Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Don't have a postcard today, but I did want to thank Greg Boggs for the coffee that you roasted me. Uh, I just had a couple of it this morning, and it was amazing. Nothing like home-roasted coffee beans. So whatever you did, keep on doing it because it did the trick this morning. And I appreciate you thinking about me. And certainly uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Hey, we're in uh, Jeremiah 13, as I mentioned, and we're going to talk uh, about in this chapter two signs that God gives to Jeremiah to ultimately help the people of God see themselves in a way that they were not seeing themselves. It's strange in the Bible how when you read about a person's sinful condition, it's so easy to see it from the outside and yet so hard to see it when you're in it. I think about David, how he just couldn't see himself in that story about the man with all the sheep and the one man with the pet lamb and and thou art the man. Remember the story? It was difficult for David to see himself. And sometimes it's hard for us to see ourselves. And what the Lord does in Scripture is sometimes he shows us things as object lessons so that we can better see the truth uh, behind those lessons. And that's what we find in Jeremiah chapter 13, two different signs that God shows Jeremiah that he actually kind of acts out that help him to communicate the severity of the message to the people that just weren't understanding. Look at chapter 13 and verse 1. Thus saith the Lord unto me, Go, get thee a linen girdle. So a girdle was, don't picture a woman's girdle, but a girdle was like a belt. So uh, to gird, to gird means to uh, to to pull together. So a belt would uh, would gird up or pull together one's robe and and it would be used not only for uh, ease of travel and movement, but but also it would be used decoratively. So for instance, a priest or a political leader would wear a girdle or a sash. Uh, that would be decorative, that would say something about his nobility or about his vocation. And so uh, this would be something that would be very obvious publicly. So Jeremiah, take this linen girdle and put it upon thy loins. So wear it around your waist and put it not in water. So don't wash it. Just put it in around your waist, tie it up. And so I got a girdle according to the word of the Lord and put it on my loins. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time saying, okay, Lord, I did what you told me to do. God said, go get a girdle, put it on. So that's exactly what Jeremiah did. And now watch what it says in verse number three. 
And the word of the Lord came a second time. So God had more to demonstrate here. And there's a, I think there's a, a good teaching there as well. Our job is not to understand everything about God's word every time we read it. Our job is to ascertain what does God want me to do? What's the clear commandment God wants me to obey? I might not understand all the rationale or all that God's going to do in my obedience, but the one thing that was clear to Jeremiah was go get this girdle, go get this belt, put it on. That's what God said. I don't have to figure it out. I don't, I don't have to know why God told me to do that. I'm just going to do it. And it's interesting because when Jeremiah did what God called him to do, then God came a second time and now he could move on from there. You see, we can't expect God to give us future obedience, a future direction rather, if we're not engaged in present obedience. Uh, today's obedience is prelude to tomorrow's direction. Look at verse number three. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time saying, take the girdle that thou hast got, which is upon thy loins, arise, go to Euphrates and hide it there in a hole of the rock. Very interesting. Why? Because Euphrates was way far away. This would take weeks to walk all the way to the mighty Euphrates River. Now, what is very interesting about the mighty Euphrates is it was a dividing line. And even to Abraham, God had promised that the land of Israel would ultimately, ultimately given to Abraham, would ultimately go to the Euphrates. So in essence, God was saying, go to the very end of your inheritance, the very zenith of what my people could have and should have inherited. And, and I want you to bury this, this sash, this belt there under a rock. What a strange commandment. So commandment number one, find a girdle, wear it. Commandment number two, now wear that girdle and walk all the way out of the country, uh, all the way to Euphrates, uh, where you're basically on the edge of Babylon. And there, bury this girdle. And look at verse number five, so I went. Now, again, what sense does this make? Go on this long journey to the edge of the world, to the edge of the superpower of Babylon, and bury this girdle under a rock. But the Bible says Jeremiah obeys. So I went and hid it by Euphrates as the Lord commanded me. And it came to pass after many days that the Lord said unto me, Arise, go to Euphrates, and take the girdle from thence, which I commanded thee to hide there. So do you get the picture? So God says, Jeremiah, get this girdle. So he gets it. And they said, okay, now I want you to take that girdle, wear it, go all the way to Euphrates, weeks away, weeks away. So everyone's seeing this. I mean, the, the girdle itself is very conspicuous. And they see Jeremiah, where, why is he wearing this? What does this mean? What does this symbolize? And then one day, Jeremiah just walks out of town and he's gone for like weeks, maybe months. Finally, he comes back and he's missing the sash. He's missing the girdle. This is very conspicuous. And then God says, okay, Jeremiah, go back. So wait a minute. I went on this whole journey 
And all I did was bury this girdle in the middle of nowhere. And now I've come all the way back and got to now go all the way back and unbury that, that girdle. Look at verse number seven. Then I went to Euphrates and digged and took the girdle from the place where I had, had hit it. And behold, the, God, the girdle was marred. It was profitable for nothing. It, it was probably the, the, whatever the material was had become soggy and uh, maybe torn or uh, even mildewed, molded. Maybe part of it had disintegrated. I mean, under a wet rock near a river. I mean, it's good for nothing. No doubt any coloration or beauty was all gone. I mean, it's just a rag at this point when Jeremiah undigs this girdle. And it, the Bible says it was profitable for nothing. You can't use it for anything. There's no good utilitarian purpose for it. It can't really cinch up your garment. It can't function as a girdle. And there's no decorative purpose for it. I mean, it's good for nothing. Verse number eight. Then the word of the Lord came unto me. So this is like the fourth time in the passage. Time number one, get this girdle, wear it. Time number two, go to Euphrates and bury it. Time number three, go back to Euphrates, unbury it. Okay, now time number four, the word of God comes to Jeremiah. God now gives him clarification. And again, I want to reiterate what I said earlier, and that is, you know, God is not bound to give us a why every time he gives us a what. It ought to be enough for us as the children of God. If God tells us what to do, we do it without figuring out necessarily why or how God's going to bless this or use this. Uh, many times we're just to simply obey. Now, I am glad, though, that our Lord doesn't do things haphazardly. And while we might not understand something in the moment, God has his purposes and God has his ways and God has his reasons. So here, God is supplying Jeremiah with the reason for all of this. Because one day, you look back at all of your past obedience and you realize there was a reason for all of it. And it puts it all together. So look at verse number nine. Thus saith the Lord, after this manner will I mar the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. So in the same way that this sash that was so decorative and uh, such a useful item of clothing and such a symbol of distinction, in the same way that it had now become marred and unusable and good for nothing, so God says, that's my nation. Verse number 10, this evil people, which refuse to hear my words, which walk in the imagination of their heart, so they ignore my word, they do whatever they want to do, they walk after other gods, they're involved in idolatrous worship, to serve them, to worship them, that shall even be as this girdle, which is good for nothing. Well, we use that term even today, right? Ah, he's just good for nothing, or that's good for nothing. We use that as uh, a statement of worthlessness. And that's exactly what God is saying here, that this thing which was so distinguishable, this thing which was so distinctive, this thing that was so useful as an item of clothing now was good 
for nothing. Now look at the last verse we'll read, verse number 11. And as the girdle cleaveth to the loins of a man. So just like that girdle was tied up and served its purpose and was so distinctive, so the Bible says, so have I caused to cleave unto me the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah. That's my desire for you, my nation, that you would be close to me, that I would that I would wear you intimately like a girdle kind of brings it all together and distinctively shows who I am. So that's what you were to me, Judah, verse number 11, that they might be unto me for a people and for a name, in other words, a reputation, and for a praise. God wanted uh, us to share, as a nation, to share in his very glory and for a, a praise and for a glory but they would not hear. They wouldn't listen to me. So think about Jeremiah. What did he do? Well, he listened. He obeyed. Even commands that were hard to obey, that were difficult to understand, he did. But he stood in stark contrast to a nation that disobeyed the very clear commands that were easy to understand, that were relatively easy to obey. And God said, you're like that dirty belt. Boy, that wouldn't be a sign that you would soon forget, that rag that was dug out from under the ground. Boy, let's ask God today to help us to see ourselves, uh, lest we become just a, a rag of an influence when God wants us to be his distinctive, praiseworthy people. Hope that helps today. We'll quit there in verse number 11, come back to verse number 12, talk about a brand new sign uh, next episode. Hope you'll join us for that. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.